Welcome to The Word in the Way, where we have conversations centered around the living Word and the living way, which is Jesus Christ. Join us now as we dive into the Word of God, and let's see what the Lord has for us. All right. Well, this is Cameron here with Brother Jesse. What's and up? Pastor Chad. Hello. And my wife, Christina. And today we are uh, discussing one of those topics that, like, it's it's not real, like, popular to talk about in the Christian world. Um, and it's a, it's a topic that I think a lot of Christians get looked down upon, Brother Cameron, if they suffer with it or if they admit they suffer with it. But it's a topic that's hit close to all of our all of our situations and stuff. But it's a topic of depression. Sure, depression. Uh, you will not go through this life without facing some sort of depression. Would you Would you agree with me there? Yeah. I would. And I would in, in my particular case, um, I went through one for about a year and a half. Um, and my pastor, um, and, and no, nobody knew what to do for me during that time. And, and it's just one of those things. A lot of, matter of fact, I was even told... <laughs> That I wasn't right with God because Christians don't get depressed. Right. Christ- That's a lie, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Christians, they said Christians don't get depressed. And I'm going to tell you, like, for a month or two, I beat myself up over it because if Christians aren't supposed to get depressed, then what is this? You know? You question what's wrong with you. Exactly. And, and so we want to talk today about the subject of depression because depression is something we all go through, but it's not something that we have to stay in. Right. Uh, I like the verse in the Psalms that says, The Lord is nigh unto them that, of a broken heart. Sure. I like that verse because there's a lot of times our hearts get broken. I mean, just broke in pieces. Uh, people will break our hearts, situations will break our hearts, and and we're not here to glorify depression either because there there is that extreme of of you know people trying to you know Christians trying to glorify depression. I I I remember going through a phase of going to these meetings and every preacher had their depression story, every preacher had their suicide story, and I'm like please. You're not helping me. Like, like at the end of it, you're like, <laughs> give you're, me the gun. You're, you're, you're on, you're on all of the, you're on, like, you're on it all. Exactly. And uh, so, exactly. Yeah, well, it's almost. But see, here's the thing. Like you said, it's if not careful, um, in some ways, I think it can almost, like you said, be glorified. Absolutely. Um, and it, and it's, it might even almost be like somebody feel, you know, a, you know, Christian. Might almost have to feel as you know to say, "Hey, I've gone through depression," so they can almost like make you know to to prove that you know that they're spiritual. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You, like, you know what like I'm saying? you're not spiritual unless you go through like, depression. Unless unless you've gone through this long, you know, this long spiritual drought and and darkness, you know, and 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 that kind of a thing. And and it can be. It can be glorified, but I I like what you said. I, I'm excited to, to get a little bit deeper in the conversation, but I like what you what you said. Um, you know, a minute ago is the truth is, um, it's something that every Christian deals with, and if you say that you've never dealt with it, 
well, just wait. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Or you're either telling a little fibby fib. You're telling telling a little a little, a little, fibby, a little fibby, fibby fib. fib. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but also at the same time, um, it doesn't need to become the, the life that you live. Right. You don't have to capitalize. Doesn't need to, yeah. It doesn't need on, to control you. You know. Glorify the, it. The, the yeah. thing, Bro- brother Chad. What would you say as a pastor about you know? I, I know you've probably dealt with a lot of church members and stuff that have come to you and 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 needed advice. What kind of advice would you give as a pastor to people who might be in that valley right now or might be getting ready to go into it? Well, it's probably more common than people uh, would like to admit. <clears throat> Matter of fact, uh, I preached uh, a message uh, several months back about confessing our faults one to another. And, you know, I went down a list of faults that I have. And, you know, why would you make yourself vulnerable to that? Well, I ended up by saying that one of my faults, and I, and, and I was talking about when we confess our faults, what it does is it opens the door uh, to let people know that you may have this problem so people don't become offended if you act a certain way or don't do something, don't speak, it may be. But I, I said all those things, and I, I finally closed it out by saying that, you know, one of the things that, that I have battled with is depression. And it was amazing to me once I did that at the number of people that had never told me that began to raise their hand and say, Pastor, I, I struggle with it as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the main things I would say is, is, uh, don't be ashamed of it as sure. far as right. uh, talking about it. I, I think one of the best things that can happen is to talk about it. Uh, find somebody that you can that you can um, uh, confide in yeah. and that can help you. Now, one of the things you want to be careful with is you don't want to go to uh, maybe the most depressed person in the world. No, you'll make them more depressed. You'll make them more. Sure. You'll yeah, you'll feed yeah. off of each other. Yeah, and uh, you got to find those that understand, but yet strong enough to help you, so that you're not both in despair. Sure. And that's the biggest thing too, uh, as far as having a helpmeet and uh, being married is is a lot of times when when one is weak, the other is strong. And I, and I think that's the concept that I, I think I'm trying to convey, uh, the importance of recognizing it and not, not be afraid to talk about it. I know this. Uh, when, when it hit me the first time, like true depression ever hit me, um, and I've told probably you this story before, but just a few months prior, I was at the altar at church during an invitation. Someone else was singing one of those rare occasions. And I was kneeling down at the altar, and I said, Lord, I'm ready to take another step with you. I'm ready to go to another level. I said, Lord, I feel stagnant right where I'm at. And, uh, I mean, I was pouring my heart out to God, and I got up, and it wasn't probably two months later that the devils of hell began to fight my life. I mean, everything just began to happen. Uh I had an aunt who I loved dearly diagnosed with terminal cancer. Um, and she ended up, she passed away, and that didn't help. Um, 
several other things in my life. God was trying to call me into evangelism, but I was stubbornly holding on to what I was doing at the time, which was directing music at the church. So, I mean, it was it was just one of those things, you know. All these different things hit me at one time. And I'm going to tell you, there was there was a, a, a point in time where I, I could not get out of the bed, just didn't want to get out of the bed. And I actually asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I'm, I'm in the dumps. I said, would you just take me home? Would you take me home? Because heaven has got to be better than this. Yeah. And I'd wake up the next morning and <laughs> still be here. I'd be, well, that didn't work. You know, <laughs> I, guess, I guess not only am I depressed, but my prayer life is awful too. <laughs> um, and, and then I said, okay, Lord, if you're not going to take me home, I said, would you just release me from this ministry contract that I made with you? I said, I'll be a good church member. I'll serve in the church. I'll, I'll do whatever, but I, I just want to get a job, and I want to just work a day job and all this other stuff. And no sooner would I pray that prayer, Brother Chad, but my phone would ring, and it would be some preacher. Hey, Brother Jesse, would you come and sing at our church, or would you come preach a revival for us? And, right. and, and I mean, I'll tell you this. When you're depressed, you feel empty. You feel like the hand of God is nowhere near you. Like you have like you have nothing like to offer. Like you have nothing to offer. And I'd go to yeah. these meetings and I'd preach and I felt like nothing was going on. And you know what? People would come up to me and they'd be just bawling and telling me how much my songs or my sermon or my ministry helped them. And I'm thinking to myself, that's funny. You know, because yeah. <laughs> it well, ain't helping me. You know, Lord, why can't yeah. you help me like you just did them? Right. And it just goes to prove that his strength is made perfect through weakness. Sure. You know, that it's it's not us that's that's really... We're not responsible to help people. We're responsible to put the message out. Yeah. And it's the Lord that's responsible to help people. And it also proves that even in your darkest hour, you can help somebody else. Sure. And I'm going to tell you, when that thing finally lifted, you know, and I, and I won't go through the whole story. It would take forever. But it... It was. It probably lingered for two years. I ended up getting out of the will of God. Um, I'm not ashamed to tell you that because it was a growing experience for me. Sure. Um, and and I believe this. If if we can learn from our experiences, then there's no shame in a mistake. Sure. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. Or am I speaking heresy? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the message that we're trying to convey with this with this episode. Um, is, again, you know, reminder that as a Christian, we don't want to dwell and waller in depression. No. But let's talk a minute about, um, we kind of brought this thought up a minute it's, ago. It's not It's not chic to be going through depression. No, I mean, come on, let's, let's be honest. You're going through depression, you must not be right with God. Yeah, and that's what I was told. But but what about But that Paul? was torture. Think, right. Yeah, look at Paul. And, and I, and I want to get into that a little bit later, just different people in the Bible who actually went through times of seasons of depression. And and that's, that's the thing Brother Chad was saying in church this evening, talking about, and it came to pass. It'll always come to pass. Yeah. Always come to pass. Uh, it's it's not here to stay. But before we get into any, anything you know else, I wanted to get Christina's perspective because she's the the only lady on the panel here this evening. 
uh, on this podcast, but like how how it maybe affects have, has affected her. Just you know, without going into your whole story or, or anything like that, yeah. Kind of share with us what the Lord showed you through that time. Well, more recent for me, it was this past year. On top of COVID, we went through a trial in our our life. We lost our first baby, so we it was hard on both of us. But I think I took it harder, obviously, and it was deep and dark. And I didn't want anything to do with the Lord, even though I made myself come to church. And I don't know, it was just hard. But that message Brother Chad was just talking about, the one confessing our faults, that's when the Lord really got a hold of my heart. And that's what when I started coming out of it, trying to get myself back on track and realize, hey, it's not time to sit here in your darkness and your pain. It's time to get out of it. Right. And that's 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 something else that, that uh, I guess we could probably speak to, Christina. Yeah. Is even when you don't feel like going to church, when you don't feel like reading your Bible, when you don't feel like doing what's right, right, do it anyway. Yeah, we talked about that the other day. Do it anyway because what you do out of duty now will turn back into what you do out of love. I mean, sometimes I, soon. something when I was in depression, I know like Brother Chad and Miss Nicole told me don't. I kept looking stuff up of what was wrong, why this. Stop looking into those things and look into your Bible. Yeah. That's really important. You know, you're gonna fill your head with all those depressing thoughts. It's not gonna help you. Your Bible will. Right. Well, you know, also the thing that happens is is it it saps all of your energy. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like a a cycle that you can't break because you're so tired. Mm -hmm. And and then one of the ways to escape is to sleep. Yep. And, uh, And one of the things that we have to be reminded, we just have to make ourselves... Uh, to the point where we we make ourselves get up and and move mm-hmm. and and go. Yeah, absolutely. One thing Cameron always said was, if <clears throat> I'd wake up in the morning of church or in the afternoon after we went home, was just go anyways. Just come on, you'll feel better once you get there. I didn't like to hear it, but he was right. He was you know, absolutely right. You get to right. church, and I think my main issue is I didn't want to hear from God because I was a little hurt, a little mad, and. Mm-hmm. You blamed him for the the tragedy that maybe not per se blamed him because in my heart I knew he had his will's best, but maybe just a little confused. Sure, I, and, I can understand that. So I didn't want to be in church, or I didn't want to hear the music because I knew it'd make me cry, and he'd be working on my heart. And I was like, Lord, it's not time for that. But, but he knew best. But and also, it, there would be some of the some of the sweetest services, though. Oftentimes, yeah. when when we would do that and. And like you just said, Brother Jesse, talking about with everything you were going through, it's oftentimes in those lowest points in our life that God can use us um, to help somebody else. Yeah. And and maybe that's because that, well, we can relate. We can relate. Sure. Mm-hmm. So now that you, you know, that, that we go through these bouts of depression and we struggle with these things, well, now we can help minister to somebody else who's struggling with depression. Right. And so just use it as a as a tool that God has given you, uh, um, you know, just to try to be a blessing and minister to somebody else. Maybe tell them, hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to sure. get through this thing. And it. sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes we don't, we don't you know, so <clears throat> I, I have not struggled very deeply with depression. I have struggled with it. And, and times in my life where I just kind of felt 
spiritually drained. I guess I can say that mm-hmm. spiritually drained because I mean I, I think that's kind of that's that's a thing is to be feel spiritually drained, like you have nothing to offer. Um, you feel like at the lowest point in your life. Um, well, I hit that every, about every six months. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> sure. Let's just be let's sure. just be honest. Sure. And so, uh, but also too, I, I'm I'm learning in ministry dealing with with people and and that kind of a thing is when somebody is going through that time they don't want to hear the long spill Mm-mm. and and hear all the authors and no. and, and no, all these nor things. do they want to hear every single verse that no, you they know don't. on the right. subject you know they want you know what they want to hear they want to hear hey it's going to be okay yep. it's going to be all right yeah. um like pastor said tonight pastor chad this too shall pass it's it's going to be okay. Yep. The Lord's going to see you through. He loves you. He wants the best for you, and that's that's ultimately what it is. Is just right. You know, they don't need yeah. a big motivational no. speech. And no. I, and I can tell you this: like even when I was going through that dark time, even just somebody just kind of you know just putting their hand on my back and saying, "Hey, it's going to be okay," yeah, or hugging me, or or even like the comfort of we had a dog at the time, and and it would you know she would just kind of come and hang out with me. Just even that little comfort was enough to say, "Hey, yeah. it's gonna be okay." Sure, there's there's more to life than just wallowing in in, in this depression. Sure, yeah. One of I'm, the biggest yeah. helps was ladies reaching out to me, and they didn't have to tell me their life story or, "Hey, I know what you're going through," but they did. And at the time, I was like, "I don't want to hear this," but looking back, it's good to know you have people to turn to that have been there. And they can help you. Sure. That whole I know what you're going through thing. Uh, I, I, a widow in our church said this to me. Uh, you know, we, we, we were talking uh, soon after her husband died. And she said, people who come up to me and say, I know what you're going through. That's not what I want to hear. And it's not what I need to hear. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't, shy of maybe two or three other people. They don't know what I'm going through, is they, what she yeah, said. Exactly. You know, they they may know the feeling of 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 sadness, of loneliness, but the, the, everybody's situation is different. Yeah. Sure. So you don't know what a person's going through. Sure. Um, but I think one thing that we can do, that we can be very careful to do, is if if we see a brother or sister struggling with depression or in the valley uh, of depression, we can call their name out to the Lord. Sure. And we can pray for them. Yeah. And we can just say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you and I love you. Sure. You don't have to make a spectacle of it. No. And you don't have to shame people for being, no. you know, in that valley of yeah. depression that, because yeah. it's inevitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do want to speak, Brother Chad, about some biblical uh, instances of depression. And obviously the one that I think most of, first and foremost of, was Elijah under the juniper tree. After he, I mean, a great miracle had been done, uh, in in um, I believe it was what was it First Kings chapter uh, seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. And once that miracle got done, and Elijah killed all those prophets of Baal, Jezebel said, "Hey, I'm gonna have your head, dude." And he took off running to a cave and ended up under a juniper tree in a season of depression, and and all these, you know, the 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 fire and the wind and 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 he said God wasn't in the fire and God wasn't in the wind he was in that still small voice right and it was God that said hey Elijah you're you you know I, I know I know where you're at but you're feeling sorry for yourself and you got to get up and here's what's going to happen next right um, 
if you will back up, I think you really hit the nail on the head because you listed or you said exactly what he'd been going through. He'd been in spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. And we can look at the life of Christ, and that's when things would uh, started with him, with the with the temptation. Temptation, sure. And that's, uh, that's exactly what Elijah needed. He needed nourishment. He needed rest. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that, from a biblical standpoint, we can look at. And but from a from a uh, something that we can apply and understand physically is uh, one of the times that that I'm prone uh, to suffer and and have depression is when I'm extremely tired. Sure. Uh, I went through years ago, I went through a time of physical burnout. I'm not saying burnout from the ministry, um, but I was burnt out just physically, but from work and ministry. And it took a toll on my body and I've never really been the same since. Mm -hmm. And when I feel fatigue really coming on, and that this may sound strange, but I start feeling it in my eyes. My eyes become real heavy, and I'm real tired. Wow. Uh, it seems like that's when it's starting to creep in. And I'll even have to tell Nicole. I'll say, uh, I'm at a place now. I really, I really need to go to bed because I know that if I keep pushing myself, that it's going to end up being a lot worse. And I, and I think that's what was going on with Elijah. He was, he was probably wore out physically. He was exhausted. And, you know, one of the greatest advices uh, one of my pastors told me was, you, you know, you never make decisions while you're tired. Right. And, uh, and I think it all goes hand in hand. And, but what did he do? He got him a nap. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he got him some nourishment. Mm -hmm. And then the Bible says, if I'm not mistaken, as you read on, it says he went so many, many days uh, in the strength uh, I think it says in the strength of that meat right and uh, that that's what he needed for the hour sure and uh, I'm not saying rest and nourishment is all there is to recovering or finding yourself in a better place right. uh, but that certainly helps right and and let's talk too about uh, the Apostle Paul because I believe in uh, in second Corinthians was it 12. When, when he was beseeching God to take the thorn out of his flesh, to, to, to take the thorn away. And, uh, and he said he besought the Lord thrice. And, and I do believe that those were times of despair for the Apostle Paul because that thorn in his flesh, the Bible never said what it is, and there's a lot of different theories. I know I have my own theory about what it was, but right. we won't get into that in this podcast. Um, maybe we'll save that for another one, Cameron. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and the Lord says, no, no, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. I'm not going to take it away. And, and I think some depression is born of illness. Right. You know, um, people get sick and sickness brings depression. Right. So. Right. Yeah. yeah that's a good example. But I, I'll tell you another one, uh, in the book of Daniel, it talks about how uh, times and seasons, and it goes on to say that Satan tries to wear out the saints. Mm-hmm. And one of the times that a person that suffers from depression, one of the times that that'll bring that or something that'll bring it on is is uh, sudden changes or su- sudden uh, things that happen 
and mm-hmm. uh, and oftentimes we don't know how to respond properly and uh and like then, a death in the family or or uh you know something to that effect or yeah. or just a drastic change in situation yeah. or maybe even like a um <clears throat> change at your church yeah change yeah, I, uh, I could do it too yeah. change change at, at the workplace um you know changes like that uh for for maybe younger listeners uh changes at school maybe your college or Whatever you know, relationship mm-hmm. changes, sure. and uh, so it can bring it on. All those things, yeah, can bring on depression. And I'll tell you another one: loneliness. Yeah. Loneliness, and I, and and here's a biblical example of that. You remember when John the Baptist was alone in the prison? Sure. And he sent his 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 disciples to Jesus, and his disciples said to Jesus, "He said, hey, John wants to know, are you the one, or should we look for someone else?'" Right. Here's John. I mean, he leapt in his mother's womb before he was even born. He knew who Jesus was. He baptized Jesus. He put him under the water and pulled him back up. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. And here he is in his darkest hour of loneliness while he's in solitude in a prison. And depression's working him over. And his buddies come to visit him, and and he just says, probably with a very bitter heart hey why don't you go ask that jesus guy if he really is the one or should we be looking for somebody john knew the answer yeah right he knew the answer but you know even better about that story you know jesus never gave one rebuke nope he defended him not one yep he sure did yeah he said there was none what none none born greater among women than john yep yeah uh and and i like this um When I got through that depression, I heard a song, and uh, it was the uh, it was the Rochesters, and it was Scott and Becky Matthews girls, and they were singing "Field of Grace," and I'd never liked the song before, but at that point in my life, it was like the Holy Ghost just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Craigle, they're singing to you," and they and they have no idea. Mm. And the song says this: it says, "Clouds are disappearing, skies are turning blue." Only just a while ago, I told him I was through. I, I I've been there. I told him that. I said I'm I'm done, Lord. But he did not rebuke. He me. did not rebuke me. The next line says, but with arms of strong embrace. How's the words go? <laughs> Picked me up and Pick, carried thank me. Thank you. Picked me up and carried me into a field of grace. I sing it every week, and I don't remember the words. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. It's COVID brain. Well, what it's about what about what about Peter? Think about Peter um, when you know they they took Jesus away, and imagine what Peter was going through. You know, we were talking well, about changes. Probably, probably that led to his denial of Christ. It, exactly. Yeah. You know, because he wanted to fight for Christ, he took the sword, he cut off Malchus's ear. Yeah. You know, and Jesus is like, "Put up your sword, Pete," and he he's takes like, the ear and puts like, it back on. He's like, "Wait." <laughs> He's like, wait, Lord, this isn't how it's supposed is to it, go. Right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> this isn't how it's supposed to go, Lord. It's supposed to go a whole lot better than this. But look at how it's going. That's it. Isn't and, that and our I, argument when we're in depression? Absolutely. absolutely. Lord, Lord, it wasn't supposed to exactly. be this way. Lord, it was supposed to be a whole lot smoother. Lord, I thought this way. was I thought this is what was gonna happen. Yeah. Lord, what about this? Yep. What about that? I this is this is not how I dreamt, this is not how I imagined it. It's and not the what next I thing you know, 
they're there and they're taking Jesus away, like you said, and and, and Peter's pitching this temper tantrum, right? Yeah. He's pitching a fit, and then it leads to like his downward spiral. Mm-hmm. But then what do you see later on? Well, then he confesses Christ in you know in front of Christ, and Christ tells him, "He said, Pete, feed my lambs, feed my sheep." Mm-hmm. You know, and and Peter, I would say this as far as apostles go. Uh, I'm, you know, and I'm partial to Paul because I was a Gentile before I was saved, and Paul brought the gospel to the Gentiles. So I'm, I'm, I'm very partial to our our apostle Paul. But outside of Paul, I would say that Peter was the apostle, pretty much to the Jew. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he he was really the mouthpiece. I mean, when all sure. the disciples were speaking in tongues that they didn't know. Peter was the ringleader. Sure. You know, Peter was the guy out front. When when the Christians were being persecuted and stuff, and the, the early Christians in the book of Acts, it was Peter that was at the forefront of it. It was Peter whose head was about to be cut off. And then the angel comes in and says, hey, you know, I'm going to take your chains off. Now put your belt on and get dressed, and we're going to walk out of here. Mm-hmm. And it was a great prison break. Uh, but that was Peter. And Peter had denied Christ in that throw of... Lord, it wasn't supposed to be this way. But the sure. Lord used him anyways after that. Absolutely. And and he and, and if we'll be honest, he used us anyway in spite of our flaws. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. How many times through those times of depression have you laid there? I mean, we already kind of answered this anyway, but um, but you lay there and you go, you know, God can't use me. Oh this. yeah, yeah. God can't there. use me, and you you tell that lie to yourself. You know, God can't use me. But it's not even God can't use me. Like in my mind, it was it it was more like, why would God even want to use me? Sure. You know. Sure. Or in my case, I was more or less, please don't use me right now. <laughs> I was more hurt and was like, please, Lord. But you know, Lord, looking, just leave me alone. Looking back though, when I look back at last year, I see. I learned how to truly worship the Lord through it all. You know, it was the sweetest worship I had with him is when I truly let him in, mm-hmm. in the midst of depression. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I never used to cry. Mm-hmm. I never used to cry. I'm still not a big crier. But there's there's times now yeah. that I, I get to worship in God and the tears come flowing. Yeah. And that never happened until after I, I went through a depression. It never happened. So I think at the other side, when you get through the thing, your love grows stronger. Oh yeah, it's that sweet thing. Not to you know borrow from another Kyla Rowland song, but it's those sweet things out of dark places. Yeah, and it does get dark in depression. Help, Lord, it's dark in here. It's dark in here. That's why we titled the podcast "Help, Lord, It's Dark in Here," and it is. It's dark, and it's lonely, and it's depressing. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't feel like the sun's shining. But once you get through, you know, it's once you get through and, and God really gets done doing what he's doing in you, the sun's going to shine again, yeah. and you're going to smile, and you're going to worship God, and you'll even thank him for what you went through. You know, I, I was in December. I had I had the, 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 the corona. The vid. I had the vid. And uh, I was in the hospital for six days. And I, I think if I hadn't gone through 
the valley that I'd been through several years ago, then that hospital experience might not have ended up as well as it did. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? So a, a previous time of disaster showed me how to handle this time of disaster. Was I cranky? Yes. Amen. Yes, I was cranky. Amen. Uh, was <laughs> and constantly choking on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh my soul. You had to go. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> no, I was I was cranky uh, and all those different things. It's not fun, but you know what? I knew how to worship in the storm. Sure. It's kind of like a conditioning. It is. It is. Yeah. You know what triggers your depression. You learn to avoid it or you know how to help yourself. Right. And and that's, let, let me say this, like, you said it right. You know what triggers your depression. If I feel it coming on now, I know how to help myself. Sure. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say this, you know, and, and, and Brother Chad and I have talked about this. Run to the Word of God. Yeah. Run to the Word of God because I'm telling you, that book is what you need. That book will work better than any medicine for depression. Now, listen, I'm not saying that there's not times where people need med- don't need medicine for depression. I believe sure. some people do, um, and and you know if you do, you don't have to be ashamed of that. Sure, you don't have to be ashamed of that. But I, I know this. My doctor wanted to prescribe me something, and I told him, I said, no, let me let me try what I know to do first. Yeah. And uh, I said, if, if I need it, I'll, I'll come back to you. Yeah. But I immersed myself in the Word of God. And, sure. you know, of course, the, the first several, several weeks of me reading it, it just sounded like you were listening to a speaker in a drive-thru window, and you couldn't understand what the wah, person... Wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know what? It started to get clear. It yeah. started to come into focus. And that book was what I needed. Right. And it will I help. Found, I it found will help healing in that, in that book. Yes. Yeah. It will help your uh, mind. Romans 12, 2 talks about the renewing yes. mm-hmm. of your mind. The renewing of your mind through that book. Yeah. And we need our mind renewed, don't we, yeah. Brother Chad? Yeah. In, yeah. in this crazy, rough world that we live in. Yeah. Talking about some of the causes of depression and um, <clears throat> one of my darkest times, probably the darkest time that I've ever been through was I had, I, I don't even know how many weeks, but I would say at least 12 weeks of teaching and preaching through uh, the spirit world. Mm. And I'm not a person to, to glorify that. Uh, it's certainly not, uh, something that's real healthy. And as of right now, uh, I have said that I would probably never do it again unless God really, really said that's what I needed to do. But I, I, I was not trying to dive into that, which I, I thought it was what our church needed. And I think it is. I think because I wanted to expose the devil for what he was sure. and who he is and and there's a great danger in that. I, I know for sure there's two times that you can expect attacks. And one of the ways I believe is Satan that tries to bring depression in our lives is either when there's a great amount of evil exposed or a great amount of light mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're opposite. And Satan uh, doesn't want to be exposed and he doesn't want you to have light. 
and so I spent 12 weeks and uh, these guys sitting here can tell you that uh, we were very thorough mm-hmm. uh, to about every spiritual being in the Bible. We defined it, what they did, and and it after that study, uh, I don't even know it wasn't immediate, but it was pretty close after that. Uh, I went into one of the uh, deepest, darkest times in my life uh, because of that. And there was times I thought I'd pray and I'd ask, I'd ask God, beg God, God, if you don't intervene. Um, and he would always get me through the day and through the night. And uh, I, I, I left the country uh, in that state of mind. Uh, it was time for me to go and uh, take my missions trip. And, and uh, it, was, it was rough. Because I, did, I didn't even realize didn't that, uh, that that was going on at that time. Uh-uh. And so, you know, the, the, the point I'm making is, is it, it's okay to study uh, those things, but the Bible also tells us to be simple towards those things. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we were delving into things we shouldn't, perhaps, but it was the amount of attack that came along with it and uh i mean it this thing went on for a year and a half and um and it was almost like when it come on me um it left just about that that same way it was almost once it come on it was immediate and there would be relief in between but then uh finally i i don't know exactly how and why uh, but the Lord, Lord lifted it, sure. and uh, and it was almost like night and day. And that's what happened with me too. Um, yeah. You know when and and the Lord did have to shake me up a little bit and and loving me, loving me back to Him, showing me where I was wrong and what led to the depression and all those different things. But as soon as I realized, hey, you know, this is it. This is what happened. And I told the Lord about it, and I remember, you know, being in my office at church, just crying, saying, "Lord, I just, I just want to get back home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to get back home." And that day, it was like all of a sudden those chains that were holding me fell off. It was almost like getting saved again, yeah. you know. And and it, and it was like the lights came on, like music started to play, an angel choir started. Yeah. To, I mean, yeah. you you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. it was instant. So it's well, it's crazy that like that you said that like just as easy as it comes, it can go too. Yeah. But that's that's a so, but but that should be a reminder, you know. I think a lot of a lot of times the the individuals who get overlooked when it when when you're talking about the the topic of depression is the pastor. Sure. Yeah. Well, the pastor can't be depressed. He's the pastor. Yep. So yeah. I, so so if you look over and, and, and nine times out of ten he does, and most people are blissfully unaware because they, he's they got are. to put on his game face and play hurt. Look at look at Romans. If you look at the book of Romans, um, over there, Paul he's addressing that church there. He's addressing them, and he's talking about the importance of of them of these group of people to learn. The word of God. Yep. But what he says is, and I never saw this until just a, a little while ago, what he's 
Paul is giving the importance, and he's stressing the importance. Not just so we can say, oh, well, our church knows the most memory verses out of the whole churches in the whole county. No, no, not that. <laughs> or we can win any Bible trivia you want to throw at us. Puke. No, no. We can win the most sword drills. Yeah. No. It's because they all got them little tabs in they their They all bodies. got it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bunch of cheaters but at, at our church, church camp. camp. Brother Mike wouldn't let us use those. Oh, really? Yeah. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin He'd eater make us at, use the, his at Bible. church camp. Yeah. So, but anyway, so Paul's addressing him, not because of those things, but Paul is saying, for my benefit, yep. yeah. for my benefit, well, what does the pastor need me to learn the Word of God for? Because your pastor needs you just as much as he, uh, just as much as you need him. He needs you just, just that yeah. much more. He feeds us who feeds him. Yep. Because so many people come to church and it's, it's, a, one-sided, it's a one-sided thing. Well, let's see what the preacher's got for us. Nobody even thinks about when they come to church that they can be ministering to the to the preacher, you know. The, you know they can be doing that as well. Sure, he comes in with just as many needs as, as sure. I come in with, right. maybe probably more because he's been taking phone sure. calls all week and yeah. and and hearing people, sure. you know, people's complaints and all those different things. Yeah. Constantly putting their needs yeah. aside. Yeah. So I want to kind of segue to this. You know, of course, we know that the Word of God is is the number one prescription. We say that, you know, and I believe that with my whole heart. And I think everybody sitting here um, at this table mm-hmm. would agree with that too. I mean, that's that's um, that's given. But Pastor Chad, what is what are some ways that the church member, the the people in the local church? can help their pastor and to be more aware. What are some things that can that can help the church member to be more aware and to also help their pastor when it comes to this thing of, of battling depression? And, and what what's some things that you can share that the people can help the pastor? Just help the pastor or identify. I, I identify, help, just share some knowledgeable things with us to, to just help aid the church member with this thing of pastors in depression. Well, the number one thing is, is well, I, I think they're kind of in tandem, but the number one thing is, is like, like John said in the little epistle, that he has no greater joy than to see his children walking in truth. And one of the most discouraging things as a pastor is, is when... It seems like he's not reaching and helping people. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, if a pastor, you know, what I've realized is my, the simple way of saying that my job as a pastor is is to pastor those people in a way that they have an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. And that's through being, you know, an example. That's teaching them the Word of God. That's encouraging them. But but showing them in everyday life, through the way you live, how to have an encounter with God. Sure. I don't want that to sound any way, but that's, that's what any pastor should desire, is to see his people grow. And... 
when there's no nothing happening as far as uh, the care in the hearts of people, they're not growing in the Lord. That becomes very discouraging to the pastor. And it, it probably makes as a pastor a pastor feel like he's banging his head against the wall. Like I'm I'm putting out week after week after week. I'm studying, trying to get some fresh food for everybody, and these people are just not getting it. Right. Or they don't want to get it. I'll say this, you know, just along those lines, and you know, just not to veer off course, but when I graduated Bible college and I went to the church that I'm at now, uh, I was discouraged. And I told my mom, I said, I don't feel like I'm growing at the church. I don't feel I'm getting fed. And my mom gave me the best advice that anybody could have ever gave me. She said, you've lived in a bubble and you've gotten fed by other men. She said, it's time to pick up the spoon for yourself mm-hmm. and, and start feeding yourself that book. Sure. Right. And and I think that probably is the goal of every pastor is to get the congregation to pick up the spoon and want to feed themselves. I, uh, and, and that's the thing. In, in seven years, almost seven years now being the pastor here, if anyone has missed the whole theme of what I've preached from really the beginning or at least the last five years is, is the love for the word of God mm-hmm. and to love your Bible sure. and to study your Bible. And, and, you know, and that's, that's a lot of, a lot of the problems in our local churches is all people are getting is what the preacher gives them on Sunday morning. And, and that's, that's sad. You know, you need to get to a place uh, to be able to, you know, feed yourself. But uh, the other thing that that uh, affects a pastor is uh, is the fact of uh, the fact of seems like when people don't want to fellowship or participate or even come to church, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. You know, is it me? Is it me that people, you know, and, and they begin to develop a complex. I, you know, and I'm not trying to play the martyr game. Sure. And, well, he uh, asked a, he asked an qu- honest question, so you just give right, him an honest I mean, answer. I could, right. you know, and I'm, I'm being honest, you know. It's, it's like when people don't want to participate, people don't want to help, or people don't want to fellowship, you think, is it me that they're avoiding? Is sure. it, is it, Is it something in me? And then they start questioning themselves, and then all of a sudden they feel like, you know, I'm not helping. Right. And, uh, and nine times out of ten, it's not you. It's, you know, it's just people. It's the spiritual condition. They might be going through something. Yeah. yeah. So um, we probably, I mean, we could probably fill two podcasts up with, with talking about depression and all this. But we probably ought to wrap it up um, with some closing thoughts. And Cameron, you got any, any closing? Um, there... There's, there's hope. I think that's, um, that's mm-hmm. that's a you know that's something that I would want to first of all tell somebody who's who's maybe listening and uh, and you're maybe battling depression. That's one thing that always helped me when I was battling that was man always just have that hope and just look forward to the future this is going to be over with. Sure. And just like, you know, we heard tonight at, at church, um, it, it might not be here. 
it might be way future. Sure. But there's hope. The Lord is the Lord's good enough. He's strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he can get you through. Um, dive into the Word of God. Seek help from the Word of God. But also, man, don't be ashamed um, if you feel like you need you need some some help to talk to someone. Talk to someone. Sure. Pick the phone up and and call someone. Well, I mean, that's one reason I wanted to put us up a Facebook page. If you have nobody else to talk to, message me on our Facebook page, and I will talk to you. Pastor Chad will talk to you. Brother Jesse will talk to you. Miss Christina will talk to you. Somebody will talk to you. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody to talk to, there's somebody to talk to. Sure. So talk to somebody. Talk to your pastor. Talk talk to talk to just talk. I feel like that's that's one that's one thing I think that that you hear a lot of is when when things get to you hear of a lot of horrible situations mm. of where it's it's as if somebody's come to to the end and mm. and and it doesn't end well and I think we understand what I'm referring to. Sure. It's almost as if the people around them are like we were completely unaware, right? Oblivious to this. Oblivious. We didn't even know they were going no. through this. So, so for goodness' sake, don't listen talk to yeah. someone. Don't be ashamed of it because we've all been there. We've all gone through it. Yeah. yeah. So don't and be it, ashamed. And if you're someone who does shame that, then shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> for real. Shame. Yeah. Shame on you. And I wish you could see me right now. I'd be shaking my finger at you. Shame <laughs> on. You. That's it. Shame on you. Christina? Yeah. <clears throat> Any closing thoughts? Um, I guess just back to what we were talking about, about being in the Word and at church. Don't obsess over whatever you're going through. Don't look into other resources. That's kind of what tripped me up a lot, looking into other things. of like Google is not your best friend going that through a depression. And <laughs> when we, that and when we lost... When we had the miscarriage, you know, I got invited to a lot of these, like, groups on Facebook, and they're all pitying themselves, and it's all all dark, and that's not what you need. Mm-hmm. You need the Lord. I deleted all those. Oh, I, I got oh, out of them. You're going to step on some toes. Well, step on, toes, step on now. some toes I'm sorry. I had to. If It, it was either that or I just got sure. worse and worse. She's one exactly. of them hard-nosed uh, preachers. Sorry. She's one of them hard-nosed <laughs> folks. So that's just my point. You know, Cameron well. said talk to people, but talk to the Lord. I yep. You know, you pray in your head sometimes, but I like I remember just praying out loud, uh, talking to the Lord. Yep. Um, sometimes even so you can hear the words you're saying. I think that was my thing. It's like you do feel like you're not making it anywhere, but, but praying out loud just makes a difference. Yeah. So pray, to, pray, and listen to good music. Listen to the song, the the hymns, and just try your best to get out of it and yeah, do what you, you know. You are not going to get out of a depression by listening to Ozzy Osbourne. No. No. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> and look, listen, no way. Use your pastor and pastor wife to go to them. You know. Yep, talk with them. Brother Chad. Well, you know, we spoke of uh, men and women in the Bible mm-hmm. that obviously had these problems. But I'm rem- reminded of, you know, the all of those people, the Bible says they were, you know, they were like we are and uh, subject to problems. And But we look at the Bible and we think, oh, those are a different category of people, which is not true. But, but I would remind you that even uh, some modern, what I would call modern day uh, heroes uh, like uh, Charles Spurgeon, 
uh, he, he suffered heavily uh, from depression uh, to the point that he would have to disappear uh, for time uh, to just get away. And uh, But you see, he was mightily used of the Lord. And just be reminded that the Lord can use you in the midst of your brokenness and your depression. Mm-hmm. And that always use it to remind us that there's a better day coming. And... Uh, and we, we certainly long for that. Uh, but until then, just love the Word and stay in the book. Pray much, and uh, and the Lord will see you through it. Yeah. What more can we say? Well, I, I want to do this. We didn't we didn't do this the last episode, but man, I I see where it might be it might be suitable. Um, let's end in a word of prayer, and then whoever listens to this, hey, we're praying for you. So um, I, I want to end in a word of prayer. Um, so, Pastor Chad, will you will you close us in a word of prayer? Yeah. Father, we we bow before you, Lord, this night, and Lord, we we ask you, Lord, to just be with our listeners. Lord, I pray that you'll be with us. Lord, thank you for. Uh, Brother Jesse and Brother Cameron coming up with the thought, the idea of doing a podcast. And um, they asked me that uh, would I have part in it, and uh, I certainly find it an honor. And some things I can only just talk about from Bible standpoint, but there's certain things that I can talk about that because I've had experience in it, and Lord, this is one of them. Uh, but, Lord, I'm glad that we was able to talk about it. Lord, not glorify in it, but, Lord, uh, encourage people uh, to keep pressing on and to keep uh, uh, keep praying and, and stay in the Bible. And so, Lord, we pray now uh, that you would help each of those listeners, those as they'll listen, maybe uh, just in a few hours or maybe days or maybe even a year from now, uh, someone might find this podcast and, Lord, be encouraged by it. And, Lord, thank you for the fact that, Lord, even in the midst of uh, difficult times, Lord, we can uh, still draw strength from you and, Lord, be able to encourage somebody else along the way. So, Lord, tonight I pray that you'd go with us. And, Lord, I pray again that you'd uh, encourage us. And, Lord, may we be reminded to continue to look up, and Lord, because one of these days the trumpet's going to sound and we're going to be out of this place. So, Lord, please help us to remain faithful. And, Lord, be with those that are suffering from depression. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And thanks amen. for listening, and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Good night. Thank you for checking out The Word in the Way. You can now find us on Facebook at The Word in the Way. We want to hear from you, the listener. So please feel free to reach out to us. Maybe you have a question or you want to hear us talk about a certain subject or topic. We want to hear from you. Thank you again for your support. We'll see you next time. God bless.